honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Welcome back on board, Timberwolves Explosion, today with a two-in-one week for our Timberwolves. Predicted correctly, so it's not like a backwards reverse effect or anything. It's uh, dead on. All right, nice to be nice to be right once in a while. Sorry, I was right about the Pacer game, but we never play well against them. Finally got revenge on Denver and did what we do normally with Phoenix. Just a dead-on prediction. I feel very proud of that one, especially with who was the star player in that game. But over the course of the week, you probably have a pretty good idea who the star player was. Let's start with Sunday, 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 January the 22nd. Three games to review, three games to preview. Let's get her going here, eh? Let's get her going. Denver Nuggets come to town. The Denver Nuggets come to town. Would it be fool's gold? Would it be legit? Well, it looked pretty legit for a while. The Nuggets played very strong in this game. The Wolves end up winning, though, 111-108 over the said Denver Nuggets. Gary Harris, back in the swing of things, I thought he was going to miss the game, but no, he didn't. He's back in the starting lineup, and he did what he does. He made three-pointers, particularly late in the game. Drove me crazy. That guy can play, can't he? He can really shoot. Uh, 9 of 13 from the floor, 22 points to lead the Denver Nuggets. Jokic, very strong in the game against Carl Anthony Towns. But this time, finally, Carl Anthony Towns said enough is enough with these Denver big men and kicks a major butt. Kenneth Fareed, by the way, started the game, played only 13 and a half minutes and did almost nothing. Didn't even attempt a shot. Just got two rebounds in 13 and a half minutes. Ah, oh boy. Well, where, where? Has Kenneth Fareed gone? He is falling off the face of the earth. <laughs> Daryl Hunter, Daryl Arthur, pardon me, finally getting some some minutes. It actually was strong out there. Ten minutes, four rebounds, four assists. He actually was not bad out there. Uh, Jamal Murray starting to sparkle a little bit. Couldn't hit from the outside, but was driving the lane and was a plus 13 best on the Denver Nuggets off the bench in 20 minutes. 17 points for the guy I was just, I mean, I was salivating over him coming into the draft. Uh, the other guy, though, that I really wanted to see, come to the Wolves in the draft was Chris Dunn and he was uh, starting in the game with uh, Ricky Rubio missing for uh, personal reasons strong performance for Chris Dunn 10 points, 9 assists, showing some of that passing ability, his jump shot still needs some work but at least he made both of his threes in the game, Shabazz Muhammad had a nice uh, forced turnover and dunk in the game 20 points off the bench, continuing his extremely strong play Andrew Wiggins played well against the Nuggets, particularly early, but Carl Anthony Towns took over late. Wiggins finishing with 24. Carl Anthony Towns, though, just dominating the and ones and such. 6 of 8 from the free throw line, but 32 points, 12 rebounds, 4 blocks in the game. Just awesome. Finally saying, you know what, screw you guys, because earlier in the year, in the previous two games, the Denver Nuggets manhandled Carl Anthony Towns. He, he still went up with a triple-double, or double-double, pardon me, but he wouldn't even but he wouldn't even get 20 points in either one of those close losses. 102.99 way back in November the 3rd. That was frustrating. And December the 28th, 105-103. Very, very frustrating loss to the Wolves, in which uh, Zach Levine led the way more in those. Definitely the hip has been bugging him all week. He didn't have a he didn't have a twenty plus game until last night against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, only four points against the Nuggets in thirty three minutes. I don't know. And uh, why wouldn't you play Brandon, uh, Brandon Rush a little bit? If clearly the guy's not right. Like I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if it's bugging him that much, I would sit him out. Uh, Zach Levine, of course, 
not returning for the slam dunk contest, wants to focus more on making the playoffs, which the Wolves may have an outside shot at because the Western Conference not so dangerous at the bottom <laughs> in the bottom three or so, six, seven, eight range. The top, obviously, we all well, we all know where what's going on there. It's gonna you know no, nobody's gonna get those seeds away from uh, Golden State or San Antonio or even probably Houston at this rate. Those teams just dominating the Western Conference. Carl um, Anthony Towns though continuing to show you what he's supposed to be in this league, and he is continuing to show you what he's going to be in this league, and that's going to be a dominant player who's going to average in the upper 20s a game, and he's going to average 12 to 13 rebounds a game, maybe two two to four blocks. I mean, he is just really taking off, and and seven assists in this game. Beautiful passes hitting Andrew Wiggins, Shabazz Muhammad, and others along the way. Chris Dunn for a couple threes there. Just an overall awesome game for Carl Anthony Towns, and showing no fear against, again, a, a strong Denver defense inside. Not even 13,000 people in attendance for this one. Kind of kind of sad. I guess people want people, I guess it's a school night, all that thing, Sunday night. But, oh well. I mean, I'm not going to get mad at anybody for not going to the game, but kind of a bummer to see the uh, attendance all the way down to 12,788 overall for the game. But uh, really, really liked what I saw from Carl Anthony Towns most of this week. Um, he certainly wasn't perfect in the game. Had a little trouble hanging onto the ball and such. Uh, Denver looked like they were going to pull away, but the Wolves, luckily, strong down the stretch. Carl uh, Anthony Towns tied the game with a long two. I thought it was a three-point shot, but it actually gave it tied the thing up, though. 106-106. Thank God for that. And then the Wolves end up finishing the thing. 111-108 without having to go to overtime or anything like that. Very, very fortunate for the Wolves to come out of this one when it looked like we might lose this game as Denver was pulling away with <laughs> frickin' Gary Harris hitting one of his threes late, as I mentioned earlier. And it, uh, boy, it had me thinking we're going to lose this one. It's going to get away from us. The Wolves contained Danilo Gallinari nicely on this one. Only 14 points. That's a big deal, quite frankly. Gorgie Zhang strong defensively in the limited minutes he played in this game. Only 16 he saw a lot more Belitza out there, and he actually played very well. Tyus Jones, strong as well. Smart, solid play by him. Nine points, four assists off the bench in just under 20 minutes. Really like what you see out of Tyus Jones. He is definitely a guy who is, at minimum, a spark plug off the bench for the Wolves. But uh, great, great, great little game against the Denver Nuggets on Sunday night. Tuesday, January the 24th. This is easily the game of the week, particularly with the buzzer beater and all that. Kind of annoys me to think of how often... Buzzer beaters take place, and how oh, to the last uh, <laughs> the last two were were done by Luke Ridnour and Kevin Garnett. Uh, Ridnour in 2012, just kind of a cute little floater that occasionally he would make once in a while, and he ended up winning the game against Utah. And then Kevin Garnett against the Blazers, a guy who you could probably count his game winning shots on one hand. And again, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just I'm glad it went in. This was against the Blazers back in 2007. It's just not his thing. Being uh, it's not his thing to hit to take the big shot at the end of the game. Um, I saw him miss so many times, and again, I'm not trying to rip on Garnett. I'm just trying to say, I don't know. Let's not let's not make it look like oh, that was when we had Garnett, and he was always hitting game winning shots. No, he wasn't. Get your facts straight if that's what you think. Uh, Andrew Wiggins though, 31 points. I figured he was going to get upper 20s, low 30s in this one. I thought he'd even make the 30 mark, and he did. 31 points was strong all day. You saw the spin move, and you saw him attack the basket. 7 of 8 from the free throw line, which is good. Strong performance. Carl Anthony Towns' shots reduced to only 12 attempts in this game because Wiggins was feeling it. And Shabazz Muhammad, again, who always plays well against Phoenix, 16 points off the bench, made two-thirds of his shots. Chris Dunn, much quieter, only one of seven and five turnovers. An awful game, actually, for Chris Dunn. Definitely a reality check there as Ricky Rubio back to the double-double. He's back playing again. 
return from his personal reasons. I don't know if it's because of the trade rumor or what with uh, Reggie Jackson in Detroit. I don't know. Um, Stan Van Gundy said they talked about it, but it ultimately was decided no. It was going to be a big N.O. to that one. Levine only 11 points off the bench, and he made more than half of his shots, 5 of 9. So that's good, but certainly not aggressive in this game. Uh, it was mostly Shabazz and Andrew, quite frankly, and Gorgie, very strong game. I had a feeling he was going to have a good game, and he did. 8 of 11, and that mid-range shot that he shoots when you set him up nicely. A little catch and shirt. He is as good as it gets in the league with those those kind of long 2.2, kind of, the kind of semi-long mid-range shots. 16 and 9 in the in the game. Even added 3 blocks. Uh, the block of the game, without a doubt, was Carl Anthony Towns on that little punk, <laughs> that little punk Devin Booker. He bugs me. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, blocked the hell out of him. Booker would lead the Suns with 26 points in the game, but that block was beautiful. Booker getting a little trigger happy, 9 of 23. Eric Bledsoe didn't shoot well either. He'd have a 40-point game, though, the following night, but only 18 in this one. Uh, then again, I shouldn't say only. Uh, he was strong late in the game and almost helped the Suns win it. Luckily, the Wolves would, would escape as Andrew Wiggins trail it with the Wolves trailing by one would kind of go around the Jordan area. You could say kind of like that, you know, the kind of corner corner baseline-ish, but not quite baseline. Not really baseline at all, actually. Uh, not 45-degree angle-ish either. Kind of, well, I, I, I guess kind of like that. And he was kind of almost falling forward, able to regain his balance, put that thing up and nailed it. And beautiful shot. Again, the first official buzzer beater for the Wolves since 2012 with Ridnour and then 07 with Garnett. And they don't happen very often. And Garnett has hit... Uh, game winners in the past. Yes, he has hit buzzer beaters. He hit one against Detroit back in 01, I believe. I think it was 01. I can't remember. I, I can't remember if it was... I think Seeley was... Oh, no, it might have been 2000-ish. Yeah, I think Seeley was still around, if I remember correctly. It was a nice shot. I'm pretty sure Marbury was gone and Seeley was here. Malik Seeley, of course. So it was, it was that year, around then, 99, 2000-ish, somewhere in that area. Um, beautiful little shot, beating Grant Hill's Detroit Pistons back then. I love that. Um, so no, I mean, Garnett has hit game-winning shots. It's just that that wasn't his thing necessarily. He's not Jordan. He's not Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you know, that type of thing. Certain guys are more buzzer beaterish than others. Wiggins has hit game-winning shots, though, and he had one a year ago against Phoenix on a nice little lead pass from Rubio. It wasn't a buzzer beater, but it ended up being the game winner. And I remember Carl very, very, just made it look so easy against Portland last year. Kind of a Kind of a wraparound, kind of a hook, kind of a lay-in type of play against Portland. That ended up being the game-winning shot. Okay, it, it, I thought it was a buzzer beater. It kind of was, but it wasn't like a jump shot. It was just putting it in as the time as time expires. I thought that counts, but I guess it doesn't. I guess. I mean, it wasn't like a jump shot, I suppose. But it still ended up getting the Wolves a win. And it, Carl made it look so easy against Portland last year. So Carl and Kevin both hitting game winners in their careers against Portland, we'll say. Uh, Garnett's shot a little more difficult. And again, I'm glad it went in. Back in 07, that was at the end of Garnett's tenure with Minnesota. Well, he was still in his prime before he went off to Boston and picked up his uh, his ring there and uh, got back to the finals uh, two years later and all that. We all really enjoyed watching that. And a shame the freaking Lakers beat them in that seventh game. That was... a uh, that was a bitter defeat for the Celtics. Ugh, bugs me still to this day <laughs> a little bit. Um, Boston's teams are always going to be my <clears throat> second favorite. Go Patriots this weekend. And if you don't like that, well, stuff it, as Vince Germano would say. <clears throat> Tyson Chandler must have heard me, though, kind of talk him down when uh, Hank McCoy made the trade proposal with Phoenix. <laughs> but I, I don't want Gorgie Zhang to go, though, man. 
that's the thing. And Tyson Chandler must have, yeah, he must have heard the podcast or something. He made all of his shots down low, of course, kind of attacking the basket and bodying up to Carl Anthony Towns. He outplayed Carl in this game, which is kind of annoying, but Andrew Wiggins more than made up for it. Um, 22 and 17 from the old timer, the, the caveman, you could say. He looks a lot like a caveman, including blocking Carl in the game one time and uh, blocking Gorgie a couple times. Man, that was frustrating. Um, Alex Len managed to sneak in a block like he always does. Uh, he was a little quieter in this game, but still managed to get a double-double. He always plays well against the Wolves. Brandon Knight, maybe a future Timberwolf, according to Hank McCoy or others. No, uh, it's nothing official, but it's a guy that wouldn't be the worst addition if, say, you wanted to bring in a veteran and you wanted to give you wanted to give Chris Dunn the starting minutes. But we'll see. Um, I would like to see Tyus Jones get the minutes, too, though. Somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get screwed with minutes though, and it's always like that in the NBA. There's there's so many players in this league that deserve to play that don't get to play, and there's other guys that get a lot of playing time that that shouldn't. Uh, Bealita, but then again, <laughs> he had a good game against Denver. Not so much against Phoenix. Just 13 minutes of nothing. I mean, just nothing. Okay, two rebounds and four missed shots, and they were not good shots. And whatever, oh, I could go on forever with that one. But uh, Tyson Chandler, yep. Uh, Trying to say, hey, screw you, Timberwolves explosion. You know, if you don't want me, screw you. Take that. This is what this is what you could have had, you asshole. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, Tyson, Tyson, where 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 where's this been the last three years or so? You know, I mean, did you did you did you leave it all in Dallas and then you decided to you decided to show me up in this one? Did you really, Tyson? Really, Tyson? Really? Okay, well, good job. Good on you. Good on you, mate. Uh, the <laughs> Minnesota Turtles sweep the season series over the Phoenix Suns. Get your brooms out, 3-0. Because, yes, um, certain certain years you, pay a th- you play a team three times, you play them four because of the unbalanced schedule in the Western Conference. And, of course, the Eastern Conference, you only play home and away every year. It's been like that for decades and decades and decades and decades. Fun, 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 fun performance in Phoenix, Arizona. A place I would not mind relocating to one day. Not because I don't like the cold, but because I don't like the humidity of Minnesota. I don't mind the cold. It's the humidity that I hate. I like dry heat. You know what I'm saying? So Phoenix, Arizona, a place I would not mind relocating to. Even though on occasion they have their, is it once every three to five years, it rains like hell. It rains like hell. And it's it's actually humid. I remember seeing that dew point in the 70s in Phoenix. That's weird. But uh, it's for about a month, and it must be utter hell for people that are not used to that. Indiana, uh, they got them race cars going on their 50th anniversary there. Indiana, 50th anniversary. Indiana's had their Pacers, and that's kind of cool. Um, but unfortunately for them, still waiting on their first championship. I thought they were going to get it two years ago, the Bastards. Or was it three years ago? Uh, but they did not get it. Things went very awry for Indiana. San Antonio definitely took took that and uh, <laughs> kicked ass with that one in 2014. Paul George looking like the guy he was last year. His number's down a bit this year. A little more depth on this club. Miles Turner strong in the game. Very strong in the game. Including a nice assist along the way as well. But hitting a three-pointer late in the game to kind of put things away. And that's what the Indiana Pacers seem to always do with the Wolves. They always make threes like religiously against the Wolves. Regardless who's on this club. I mean, this is a totally different team than it was about two, three years ago. And they scorched the net then, and they're scorching that net now. And it's a new, it's a different coach with Nate McMillan, and it was bow tie night. I kind of liked it. It looked like a it looked like awards night in the NHL. Everybody's wearing the bow tie. They're going to get their Hart Trophy, the MVP, and the and the and the Selkie Trophy, defensive forward, all that. But the Norris Trophy, top defenseman, yes sir. And then you know, okay, you get the idea. But yeah, it was bow tie night. I, I, I look like they're ready for a nice fancy steak dinner with the. Uh, 
with Mr. Trump or something. Remember the steak dinner before the uh, <laughs> before the <laughs> the steak dinner? It was like right after the election, something like that. So yeah, <laughs> looks like something you'd wear at a nice fancy steak dinner, something like that. But uh, oh well, uh, Zach Levine more aggressive in this one. Still not shooting very well. The guy's not right. And you know what? I can relate with hip injuries. I've been I've had an injured hip for about 12, 12, 13 years. I heard it sometime in twenty fourteen. Um, 2014, excuse me, 2004, during my long, long, long tenure of mowing lawns, sometime going down a hill, it just, I, I don't know, I felt something twinge a little bit, and it's been, not, not been right forever, uh, never saw a doctor, whatever, and it's been really bugging me the last week here, I don't know what's up, it, it has its, uh, it has its days here and there, um, and it's immobilizing, it certainly hurt me defensively as a basketball player, and, uh, look at Johnny Flynn, I mean, Johnny Flynn with a hip injury has never been the same, and he had that hip injury, before he even came to the Ulfies, the Wolves, that is, and then nothing, uh, and then he kind of re-injured it and all that, re-aggravated it. So uh, hopefully Zach can get this right. Uh, praying to God for that. I almost say, you know, if he is, if he really is struggling out there, I say sit him down for a couple games. Uh, you know, what is it going to hurt? I mean, nobody's going to die if Zach Levine sits down for a couple games. Brandon Rush can play in this league, and he deserves minutes. I mean, come on, come on, Thibodeau, let's go. Uh, this game against Indiana certainly did not go our way. They made their shots. They were, they're efficient. They look like a team that's better than they, than their record. They really do. Um, we'll be playing them again, by the way, March 28th. That'll wrap up the season series. Hopefully the Wolves can even things up. Jeff Teague was a fantastic addition to this club. He's got rough edges. He had six turnovers in the game, and we appreciated that very much. And that guy was scorched in the net. C.J. Miles scorched in the net. Paul George scorched in the net. Even Miles Turner Doing a doing kind of a Carl Anthony Towns imitation because he likes to shoot threes on occasion. Uh, they had they had fifty five percent from from beyond the arc, even better than their overall field goal percentage, which is fifty two percent. These guys made their shots, they created space, and they played great. Um, Al Jefferson extremely efficient in only in less than twelve minutes, four of six, eight points, six rebounds up the bench. I, I don't know what's going through that guy's head right now. I, I can't even imagine how frustrated he must be. I mean, this guy was literally on the threshold of being an all-star years ago. And he's not that old. He's only 31. And, you know, it's not like he's gotten hurt since then. He had the ACL, but then he came back and he was good again. And look at him. I mean, they won't even play him. So I feel for Al Jefferson in that. Uh, he's a, he's in a very limited role. I can't imagine the, the frustration he must be going to uh, through. Aaron Brooks, that usually equals Wolves' loss, and it usually equals, equals like 28 points, regardless of the guy hasn't played for three years, stuff like that, like he did with the Bulls a couple years ago. And um, Houston forever, just torching the Wolves forever. Phoenix, I mean, the guy everywhere he goes, he scorches net against the Wolves. But the last couple of performances, nothing. Uh, zero points for Aaron Brooks in the 13 minutes. That's hard to believe. Uh, Monta Ellis, another guy. I can't imagine what's going through his head right now. I mean, he could have been the other Splash Brother years ago when he was with uh, Steph Curry before Clay got there. I mean, those guys were both scorching the net. 28 points, this and that, 31, 25, you know, 4 of 6 from 3-point range, 5 of five of 8 from 3-point range, just scorching the net. Look at the guy. 14 minutes and 0, 0 of 6 from the floor. I feel for both of those guys. Um, Monte Ellis, I don't know if he, it's a chemistry thing with him in the past with the Warriors, but then again, at the same time, Clay Thompson, yeah, he's deserved the minutes. Uh, much better matchup issues for the Warriors defensively. You get a larger guard to actually play some good defense, which Monte Ellis does not provide. 
Could have been a, uh, I, 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 I don't know, but look at him now. I mean, hmm, I don't know. Monta Ellis, boy. I mean, I don't know if he's lost his confidence or he's pissed off or what the hell. Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Kind of weird. Um, the, the play of the year so far for the Timberwolves took place in this one. I mean, this looked like the Minnesota Wild, who are the pretty much the best team in the NHL right now. Uh, knock on wood. Oh, where's the wood? Where's the wood? Oh, my God. Okay. One of the best teams in the NHL right now. Best record in the West, and they're playing phenomenal. It looked like the Wild, second line, with Mikhail Granlin, Jason Zucker, and uh, Miko Koivu. I mean, they passed that puck around. like They could do it blindfolded. They pass it around, like, like just the accuracy and, and the prettiness of it is insane. And then they score. They finish with a nice shot, right? <laughs> Zach Levine, I mean, this made his hip look healthy. Nice little save. Gets it to Nemanja Bialica, who made like a freaking, just a gorgeous little behind-the-back pass to Chris Dunn. And then zipped that thing. The accuracy on this pass by Chris Dunn to Shabazz Muhammad. It's something I, I couldn't even believe. About about maybe two to three, about two-thirds of a court uh, distance right in the breadbasket. Or no, not not even that. You could just say right in his chest because it's not over his shoulder. Right into the guy's chest, Shabazz Muhammad, who dunked it like less, less than a second later. I mean, that was a spectacular play. The ball's bouncing out of bounds. Levine recovers. <laughs> Levine recovers, saves it to uh, Bialica, who makes a... Mikhail Granlin like uh, pass, and then it'll be like Zucker's, you know, the beautiful pass up to uh, Shabazz Muhammad, who dunks that thing. I mean, just unbelievable. Spectacular play. I mean, that was awesome. Um, too bad the Wolves couldn't win this one. Carl, very strong in the game, made four, four of six from three-point range. Now, keep that number down, but at least you were hot this night. So, if you're making them, okay. But if if, if you're even slightly off, though, let's let's keep her down to maybe one to three, or maybe two to three a game, three-point attempts. Carl, though, physical in the game. A couple and ones along the way, three of four from the free-throw line. Uh, Wiggins, not the same guy this night as he was against Phoenix. He's still okay, 21 points, so we'll take that. Both Zach and Andrew, <clears throat> seven of 13 from the floor. Uh, but Carl Anthony Towns overall, just crazy good. I mean, and again, this is the guy who should be an all-star. And when you when you hear Paul Gasol making the all-star team, it pisses you off. Because, yes, he's established. But the guy is, is not the same guy anymore. And, 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 you know, why? Why? I mean, I, I think Carl Anthony Towns should make the all-star game. Gordon Hayward over Andrew Wiggins. As much as I love Wiggins, and he's like my favorite player and everything on the Wolves, like a Dominique type of guy, I think someday with that spin move and the athleticism, and and the jump shot as well as he continue as he gets older and that shot gets more silky smooth in his development. I understand Gordon Hayward making it over Andrew Wiggins, <clears throat> just kind of a narrow thing. Like make Andrew earn it, be a little more consistent, right? So, no no dissing on Gordon Hayward there, but Paul Gasol over Andrew Wiggins. I mean, or excuse me, over Carl Anthony Towns kind of drives me crazy. With that said, though, of course, of course, Paul Gasol got named. Maybe it was just out of respect because. Paul Gasol is not going to play in that game, right? You know that, right? He has a broken bone in his hand, so what does that tell you? Who do you think the replacement's going to be? They haven't named him yet, but uh, I think he wears 32, and he wears either white, blue, or black. You know, that 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 guy. The guy who's got, who had 33 points last night and was good against the uh, Pacers. I, common sense would say that's the guy. I hope it ends up that way. <laughs> we'll just uh, let that develop, though, as is. All-Star Weekend coming up soon. NHL All-Star Weekend's already upon us. Look for Brave the Wild tomorrow, though. 
even though that that show will be fairly easy in the preview segment, only two games to preview there. Most of you probably don't follow hockey, though, but some of you do. Chris Dunn, very limited in this game. Not bad, though. Uh, again, though, that spectacular play. Uh, great pass. Uh, nice to see sharpness out of Chris Dunn. He didn't make his three-point attempt, only attempted that one shot in the whole game. Good for him. And, of course, one of those three assists, like I mentioned, the play of the year. Um, <clears throat> Frustrating that this game finished the way it did. That's the that's the sad part. Rubio again, very solid, twelve assists, and he continues to be very good in that department. Four four takeaways in the game as well. Four steals for Ricky Rubio. Um, really been happy with the solid play of Ricky, and this is again what he is. Um, you're going to get four to twelve points a game, and the good news is, see, for the for the longest time this year, it's, it was obviously an adjustment, like a new offense, all that. A little more three-point oriented than what we've had in the past. A little bit more. Um, <clears throat> spread the ball around a little bit. But, of course, what's his name? Old, old Thibodeau being a basketball guru and such. Maybe a little bit more complicated going on there, despite he's more of a defensive coach. Uh, Rubio went from a 6-7 assist guy to double digits now, and it's been very good. And this is the guy that most of us expect Rubio to be, a double-digit assist kind of guy. And when he does play up to this, he's a good point guard for this club. And... There you go. Um, we all know that the, Chris Dunn is looked on as the point guard of the future. Rubio is the point guard of the present. So we'll live in the present for now and enjoy Chris Dunn in his backup role at the moment. <clears throat> we still get to see him. It's not like he's buried somewhere. So <laughs> overall, nice to see him. Uh, nice to see Rubio playing as strong as he is. So let's wrap things up here. I'm dragging this a little bit. Alpha Wolf Award, Carl Anthony Towns with a bullet. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, spectacular game against Phoenix, and a strong week for Andrew Wiggins. He made, he got into the 20s all week, 24 points, 31, and 21. So, great week for Andrew Wiggins, but you're, but you're seeing dominance. You're seeing David Robinson. You're seeing somebody, well, you know, I could never say Patrick Ewing. I mean, don't compare him to Patrick Ewing. He's way faster. David Robinson's faster than Ewing. Uh, he's not Elijah one. He's not a fadeaway guy who, you know, spectacular shot blocker. He's a good shot blocker, but he's not Elijah one level, you know. Um, Gorgie's closer to an Elijah one style player, but obviously his game is not nearly <laughs> silky smooth as uh, Mr. Hakeem's, <laughs> as great as that jump shot is that he's got. Um, he's much more similar to Garnett, actually. Gorgie, yes. He's, 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 his game is very similar to Garnett's, just obviously not at the all-star level. Carl um, Anthony Towns is looking literally like a David Robinson type of player out there, like a modern version, you know, a little more, little more modern game style, but attacking that basket the way he does, staying fairly close to it, and then those nice hooks and, the, and the dunks, that just being aggressive. This is a guy that's going to be one of the best players in the league for many years, and we're, we're seeing it now. It's, it's coming through after he struggled a bit to kind of regain his identity during the, the, first, the first month or so of the season. Look, he's looking just absolutely beautiful now, and he will make the All-Star team as a, as a replacement to Pau Gasol. And if he doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, seriously? <laughs> what the hell would that be? I mean, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see with that one. Maybe it's already happening right now as I'm recording. <clears throat> Oh, pardon me, I should be editing that out, but oh well. <clears throat> the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, nobody's that bad. Like, Bialica, it's like you don't want to pick on him that much. Cole Aldrich doesn't play enough for me to pick on him. It's like Levine struggling a bit and Thibodeau kind of not limiting his minutes. I mean, the guy's not not healthy yet. He's not right. I, I don't think he's right. So it's like a very weak a very gentle 
Johnny Flynn Memorial to Zach Levine. It's kind of a struggling this week. Uh, I think Thibodeau and Levine both need to kind of come together and either reduce his minutes or sit him down for a couple games. I think it would be better. And it's not out of disrespect. It's out of let the thing heal up a little bit for a game or two. I know people play hurt, but a hip injury kind of, I, I don't know, it could be kind of dammy. Um, but maybe it'll just, maybe he'll just play through it and it'll go away. I don't know. Um, nice game last night though, for the most part, but still not quite right yet. Let's, let's go. Uh, three games to preview right after this. You know, I was watching the Wolves last night against Indiana and I thought a Minnesota wild game broke out there for a minute. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Let's preview a couple games, shall we? Saturday, January the 28th, the anniversary of Paladino Live and all these other shows. The the, uh, nine-year anniversary for my podcasting career is January the 28th. So, very cool. 2008 was the beginning. Nine bleeping years of podcasting already. That is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not here to brag. I'm just amazed that it's been nine years. And I laugh at people that say, that's a, oh, that's a granddaddy show that started in 2013. Yeah, 13. <laughs> 13. How about five more years before that, eh? Let's go. Milwaukee Bucks. No, just kidding. They might as well be. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are one of the worst teams in the NBA right now. In fact, they, I believe, are have, have the worst record in the league at the moment. They are nine. And 36. They are fifth place in the Atlantic Division. Last place, I gotta think. Yes, no, no kidding. Uh, Trevor Booker leading the way in rebounding. That's kind of funny. Brooke Lopez leading the way in scoring. Nothing spectacular about this team. Uh, Brooke Lopez, okay, he's averaging 20 points a game, but only five rebounds for a center. That's horse crap. That's weak. Trevor Booker averaging six and a half rebounds a game. That's your leader. Off the And he's not even like a full-time starter. What, whatever. Uh, Jeremy Lin's been hurt most of the year. Good old Jeremy Lin, Randy Foy back home in the area of New York and New Jersey and all that. He's a New Jersey guy, and so he must have been a Nets fan growing up. Now they're in Brooklyn, and he's just kind of averaging 18 minutes a game. The old Timberwolves draft pick years ago, we all know, Foy, Roy, Roy, Foy. Anthony Bennett was on this club not that, for a while there, averaged about five points a game. He's been let go. Whew, just look at all these names. Like, eh. You know, most of these guys you hardly ever heard of or you used to hear about them, like Luis, uh, Luis Scola. Remember when he was a pretty good player years ago with Phoenix and Indiana? For Not really with Indiana. He just he lost his minutes there and something went down downhill. And then you let Sean Kilpatrick, uh, Bogdanovich, really? I, I don't know. I mean, just not a whole lot going on here with the Brooklyn Nets. Wolves need to win this game, and they will win this game. Um, the Wolves... And the Nets, the history's kind of been all over the place. A lot of times the Wolves win in Brooklyn, and occasionally they lose here, which is kind of annoying. Um, they lost in Brooklyn this year, and that was bullcrap. 119 to 110, that was when the Wolves were really struggling. That was a total bullcrap game, and a lot of us were kind of like, really? The Nets? Really? Really, Wolves? Really, Thibodeau? Carl? That was back when Carl was struggling, and... It was annoying. It was really annoying. Uh, Brooke Lopez kind of had his way, 26 points in that one. Wiggins had 30, 36 points, and that was, and he was just scorching the net. Six of seven from three-point range. <laughs> Remember that? When he was leading the league in three-point range, Chris Dunn started that one, did nothing. Nothing. I mean, 15 minutes of nothing. Uh, 
what the hell? Uh, Wiggins was great in that game. Carl was kind of kind of there, kind of not there, kind of unaggressive. Kind of like Wiggins, actually, you know? He's, he was kind of like Wiggins in that game, and Wiggins was kind of like Carl, in a sense. Very aggressive, dominating, whatever. Uh, that was a bullcrap game, and I hope the Wolves, I gotta hope the Wolves are gonna have some kind of a response to this one. Uh, the Nets fail the Philadelphia 76ers by eight games right already. The Philadelphia 76ers have 17 wins already, which is crazy. It's one thing if you lose to Philly. It's another if you lose to Brooklyn. And the Wolves need to get revenge in this one. I expect Carl Anthony Towns to rebound, literally rebound, and to uh, kick the Nets' ass in this one. Um, Carl has New Jersey ties, just like Randy Foy did. Let's try not to compare those two in any way. Um... Carl needs to kick some ass against this club. Um, needs to get some revenge like he did against the uh, Denver Nuggets. And I also expect Andrew Wiggins to show up again like he did before. There's no reason why he shouldn't. I mean, Wiggins had a hell of a game that night. And I do think Wiggins will get 25-ish. But I think Carl's going to get 28-30-ish. to 30-ish. I think Carl's going to be the leading scorer. And he's going to get his 12-15 to 15 rebounds in the game. Gorgie, hopefully, also will continue his strong play. Shabazz Muhammad, all that. Um... Tyus Jones was very good in that game, by the way. 12 points, 7 assists, but he, and he also added 5 steals in that game. Just an awesome game for Tyus Jones off the bench. I'd like to see Tyus Jones play, but I, I don't know. I doubt it. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves will win the game, though, at home against the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday the 28th. We're going to look for a final score of 115-100. to 100. The Wolves are going to beat the hell out of the Nets, I think. I think Carl's going to kick their ass. I think he's going to be mad for how he played last time around. I think Brooke Lopez is going to get his usual game where he'll get his 20 points, but it's going to be like empty stats like he usually is. He'll he'll get some numbers and all that, but it's generally empty stats with him when you can't even get five, six rebounds a game. I mean, that's unacceptable to me. You know, I mean, Charles Barkley said it better than anybody when he said, if you're a big man in the league and you're not averaging over 10 rebounds a game, you are not doing your job. And you know what? Brooke Lopez is not doing his job. Um, rebound the freaking ball. But, oh well, let's take advantage. And I think Carl's going to get six, going to get 15 to 17 rebounds in the game. And he's going to be a completely different animal, literally, against the Nets. The cat will, will roar against the Nets. Wolves win 115-100. Wiggins will get 25-ish. Carl will get 30-ish. And he will also average way high in the really, really uh, a crazy number of rebounds. And then a team the Wolves have always struggled against. Uh, we generally play better against them at home, though. Generally, Monday, January the 30th, we'll wrap up the month of January until the first month of January will already be over, of 2017. That is just, what the hell? This is an annoying team to play, though. Uh, Fournier, Fournier, who can hit that three-point shot, but not as much this year. Like last year, he killed us, and it pissed me off. And Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka, Mr. Shot Blocker for those Oklahoma City Thunder his points are up, but it seems like everything else is kind of down, um, including his value overall. I really liked him with the Thunder, and I think everybody else did too. Magic coming off a home loss to Chicago. Chicago? You know, putrid, toxic Chicago? Really? <laughs> Nothing's going well in Chicago, and I feel for Freddie Fred Hoiberg. I feel for him a lot. Um, if the Wolves need a top assistant, maybe hop on over. If, if uh, Hop on over, Freddie, if something happens. But I don't know. I don't know what Thibodeau is going to think with that, though. Thibodeau's probably having a good chuckle with how things are going over there right now. Um, it is not working out. And good on the uh, Orlando Magic. No, actually. No, and not good on the Orlando Magic for not beating them. Pardon me. What am I saying? Magic only one game better than the Wolves at this point. 18. They're only a half game. Actually, one more win and the same amount of losses. The Wolves hopefully will take advantage and get something done. Jeff Green's on this club, too. Eh, you know, uh, Bismack Biyombo, a guy we've always liked as a shot blocker. 
he's kind of not getting a whole lot of minutes and you're not seeing a whole lot of production out of him because of it. Vuvicic, a guy who you'd have thought would, uh, a guy who I thought was an all-star type of a center. Again, minutes down. I don't know what's going on. Production down. I don't know what they're doing in Orlando right now. I'm confused. I'm confused. Uh, Aaron Gordon, a guy who's been valuable in the past, in and out, this and that. Oh, it's like there are a bunch of guys who should be on different teams. Like, they're not bad players, but they don't belong there, it seems like. You know, Alfred Payton belongs there. He's he's a nice young point guard, obviously. We all know who he's related to. Yes, the glove. The glove himself. And he's a nice young point guard for the, for the Magic. I like him. But the rest of these guys, I don't know. It's like there's too many chefs in the kitchen kind of type of thing. There's too many guys that deserve minutes. And they probably should be on other teams with like better roles, that type of thing. Vuvicic should probably still be in Orlando, but... I don't know. It's a mess. Fournier should be in Orlando. I think Vuvicic, Fournier, and uh, Peyton should be there. Other guys, I think they could go somewhere else, you know, and, and get better minutes and all that and have better production. And maybe even have a better uh, win-loss record, too. Like Jeff Green, what's, what's he doing there? What's, what, what's the point? What's Orlando doing? Wolves are going to win this game, too. Uh, you're going to have another two two wins here out of, <laughs> out of the three, it looks like, for me. The Wolves should take care of business. They got their they, they they took care of Orlando last time around too, which surprised me. Uh, last year they got their butts kicked when Fournier hit like four three pointers in the fourth quarter. I, I'm stunned at this one though. One twenty three to one oh seven. The way the Wolves just rolled over Orlando. I remember being just shocked, and it was that first quarter that did in the uh, the magic there. Zach Levine thirty seven points. Yeah, just dominating performance. Seven of nine from three point range. Kind of like Andrew Wiggins, the kind <laughs> of like Andrew Wiggins, not too long before that. Um, Right around that, right around the same week. Yeah, it was a back-to-back. Yeah, that's right. The Wolves were pissed off. So we're actually playing them back-to-back again. Pissed off after the Nets game and they took care of the Magic, which is funny. Uh, everybody played good in this game for the most part. Uh, Carl, kind of quiet. Levine, great. Wiggins, great. Uh, 29 points for Andrew. Wow. Um, okay, I'm talking too much now about this. Uh, I think the Wolves should be able to, to beat this club, though. Uh, it's nice. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to score 40 points in the first quarter, but maybe we will. Orlando certainly not the defensive team they used to be in the past. The Wolves will win this one. Final score, let's go, uh, it's going to be a little lower scoring. 110 to 95. The Wolves will have a nice, strong performance. So back-to-back, just butt-kicking wins against the Nets and Magic. And the Wolves will get their 19th victory on the season after beating the Nets and the Magic. The leading scorer in this one will be... I'm going to go with Wiggins. I think Wiggins will have a very strong performance. Maybe Zach again will also have a nice, strong game. Yes, I do think Carl Anthony Towns will have a strong game, but I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm expecting a little more from Zach and Andrew in this one. I, I can see more scoring from them. Zach, hopefully, will have a nice rebound game, but I, I do think Wiggins will ultimately lead the team in scoring. Zach will get like 25-ish. Wiggins might get 30 in this one. I, I'm expecting a nice, strong performance against this mixed-up club right now. Um, as long as Jeff Green isn't on him the whole game, that's the only thing I'm a little bit worried about. Other than that, I expect a nice uh, 29-30, 31 type of game for Andrew Wiggins and the Wolves win. 1-10-95 over the Magic. Wednesday, February the 1st, we bring in the new month. Not the new year, but the new month. And we're playing the defending world champion, Cleveland Cavaliers, who haven't been playing as well lately. And everyone's making fun of uh, LeBron James because, oh, he needs a playmaker. And, and I, you know, the most overcovered trade in the history of the world is this Kyle Culver trade. Like, they're not getting Scottie Pippen, okay? It's Kyle Culver. Like, <laughs> it's Kyle Culver. I mean, it was the most over- overcovered trade ever. Good on Kyle Culver for being a nice uh, three-point shooter that he's been forever. 
It's not going so great right now, though, for old uh, Kyle. Uh, then the Wolves will be celebrating Valentine's Day at the Target Center. Oh, how romantic. Let's go see LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's so romantic. Yes. Aw, isn't that precious? Tuesday, February the 14th on NBA TV that night. So that one will be on uh, national cable. But, of course, we'll, we'll get it on FSN because they black out NBA TV when it's a local game. Not surprisingly. The Wolves won't win this one, but I, Andrew Wiggins is going to have a big week. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being the, uh, if we're going to be talking about Alpha Wolf Andrew next week. He's going to get 33 against LeBron. You know, I mean, it, it's going to happen again. We're going to see him show up to play. Last year, I was disappointed in Andrew Wiggins against LeBron, but I think he's going to step up in this one. Cleveland is not playing good. They lost to the Kings at home last night. What the hell? What the hell is that? 116 to 112. Really? Kevin Love is having a hell of a rebound of a year, though. He is kept, he's playing very, very well. LeBron James, strong as always. DeMarcus, boogie, all that, that dork, whatever he is. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. Uh, playing strong again. Um, LeBron James is all right. Kyrie Irving, blah, blah, blah. But they just didn't win the game, bottom line. Um, Sacramento, just better, I guess. Uh, it didn't help that Tristan Thompson only got eight rebounds in the game. But Kevin Love, 16 rebounds, five assists, 21 points. Do you, do you remember that now? All you Kevin Love haters, do you, do you remember those numbers? And you know, I'm not a Kevin Love lover per se, but I'm not a hater either. I mean, whatever. He's playing better again, and good on him. All the credit to him. Um, nice. It's it's nice to see. I think it's good for the league to see Love stepping up again. 20 and a half points, 11 rebounds a game on the season in 39 games. He's, like, he's staying healthy, all that. Kyrie Irving being the all-star point guard that he is. 24 points a game. Uh, LeBron, 26 a game. Eight rebounds, eight and a half assists. LeBron James, still an MVP candidate, but I told you who I think it should be the MVP this year, and I think it's Kawhi Leonard. I think he's the MVP in the league because of his matchups. His matchups are unbelievable. Uh, Cleveland, who not that long ago could have had the best record in the league, they've lost four of five. I don't think the Wolves are going to beat them, though. Even the, I think they'll take. I think they'll beat like. I think they're going to get things right, and they're going to win three in a row. Brooklyn, Oklahoma, and Dallas before they play the Wolves, and I think they'll get their fourth in a row against Minnesota. And put it this way: if the Wolves win in Cleveland, that's awesome, and I'll, I'll be very happy. Right now, I'm not going to count on it. I'm thinking a close game. I think Andrew's going to be great. Carl will will play well, but Andrew's going to be the star of the show in this one, without a doubt. He's going to get 33 to 35 points, something in that range. LeBron James will get his 28 or something. I think Andrew Wiggins will outscore. Andrew Wiggins will outscore LeBron James. But uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving will be the difference at the end of the day, as good as LeBron James will be. And he'll get I'm sure he'll get irritated with Andrew Wiggins playing as well as he will against LeBron. I think Wiggins will show up and all that. But uh, I think Cleveland will win the game. It's going to be very close. We're going to go with a final score of 108 to 106. The Cleveland Cavaliers will beat the Wolves by a very narrow margin. I think just the depth of the Cleveland Cavaliers and I think their desire to get things, to, to right the ship a little bit here. I'm kind of surprised with how things have been dropping off with this club. But I, I, I guess that's their problem right now. <laughs> that's their problem and not ours at the moment. We're finally starting to play uh, above 500 basketball, which is great. The, the, with the stretch here. Two in one week. We're going to have another two in one week. And again, if the Wolves beat Cleveland and win all three of these games, I'm going to be just thrilled. It'll be, I'd be pissed off if we lose to Orlando or uh, <laughs> Brooklyn. But we're going to have a two-point two loss to Cleveland, in my humble opinion. We're going to be ticked off, but at the same time impressed with Andrew's performance and the resilience of this club. 108-106. Wolves will not quite beat the uh, 
Cleveland Cavaliers. It'll be fun to see Gorgie against Kevin Love, how he can guard him and all that and get physical, hopefully with Kevin Love, frustrate him a little bit. But I do think Love will have a big game against his old club, unfortunately. He's going to get to 20, 20, 20 to 25 points against the Wolves. Rebounding will be definitely a key in this one. Huge key for the Wolves if they're going to beat the Cavaliers. And uh, that's on Carl and Gorgie to big, to get those big rebounds. So there it is. Two in one week for the Wolves again. Not too bad. Let's come back for some fan interaction and wrap things up after this. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. Man, pinpoint uh, timing here, too. About 45 minutes in. Cool. I, I'm a, I, I, lo- I like when things work out. It's like it just happens. I, I don't know. It's like natural. Like when you wake up at the exact same time every day. You know, when you do something enough, it, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you don't even realize it. And, oh, perfect. <laughs> Isn't that something? Okay, thank you, Levi, Tene, and Vince so much for retweeting the, re- the previous episode. Towns showing identity and, uh, Numbers down a little bit last week. I don't even know why I'm even saying that. I don't know if it's because of something, the way I released the show, or the timing, or what. I don't know. Or because it was Inauguration Day, whatever. People are mad at me for, yeah, whatever. So, let's just move on. Uh, Vince Germano was sending me. It's uh, at Vinrock, and it says Lakers, Pies, and Browns. There you go. Huh, Lakers, Pies, and Browns. <laughs> at Vinrock44, of course, the co-host of the Courtside Podcast. I highly subscribe to that, and I encourage you also to uh, subscribe to it on iTunes, iTunes and Podbean. iTunes and Podbean, now they release two versions of the shows. You get the free ones, so to speak, on iTunes, and then Podbean, you get everything. Um, now, for Podbean, you have to subscribe You subscribe to a one-year subscription, $20 a year, $20 US a year to that, and then you get the uh, the free shows and the premium shows on that one. So if you want to test it out first on iTunes, there you go. But I recommend having both applications all the time, obviously, because Timberwolves Explosions on iTunes. I would not mind getting on Podbean as well. I think that would be wise. And, of course, also, I've been thinking about, uh, yeah, <laughs> been thinking about uh, going the subscription route as well for premium shows, which, you know, you know, it's just for the one-year thing. So, yeah, and discussing that with a certain network that will be named later. Wink, wink. Uh, so we'll move on with that. You get the idea, though. I mean, I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but no kidding. I mean, you can probably put the pieces together, connect the dots. Pretty simple. Uh, let's go. Tanae Brown says, I'll be happy if Levine skips the dunk contest. Use the All-Star break to recover, especially if we still have playoff hope. And yes, uh, especially when he's had the hip injury and such. I mean, to me, there's no way he's going to do that because I think he'll re-injure it. I think he'll aggravate it, per se. In the dunk contest, you're doing all that twisting and twirling and all that crazy crap. Yeah, um, I remember a couple of years ago, you saw Oladipo hurt his abdomen, so that was not good. Um, so it, it just is what it is. Um, dunk contest not as important as Levine's future right now, and it is what it is. They, they never last forever. So, yes, I agree with uh, Tanae in a big way. Tanae Brown, thank you very much for your uh, loyalty to the show. Hope, uh, hope we can send a... Uh, audio submission again. Man, I, I miss those. They were so good. Tanae's takes. Tanae's... Oh, I gotta think. Tanae's something takes. I gotta think of the right word. Because we got uh, Mad Martin's mad takes on Purple Mafia. Let's bring Tanae in for the 
little segments. Yes, today you're you're uh, hired if you want it. You're hired if you want it today. Yes, to do like a, a, a show by show bit type of thing. Um, to, man, I gotta think of the right word. Doggone it! It'll it'll come up. Uh, and if you have a suggestion. Send it my way. At Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account, by the way. I don't even think I mentioned that because I'm an idiot. At Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. For Facebook, Timberwolves Explosion does fit. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, and then, of course, you can always look it up, whatever, in the search bar. Click on the one that says Company, Not Group. Company, Not Group. I want you on the page. Click like, join it, comment interact, all that good stuff. There is a phone line that is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion, your statement, shout out, question, comment, whatever it is, uh, from one to three minutes or so. Um, and, and today is the green light to, to be uh, show by show, like segment type of thing, you know, like a, like a, you know, anywhere from one to five minute type of segment. Today, you're, the bat signal is out to you. You are hired if you want it. Yes. That's uh, something that's been going on with Purple Mafia lately, and it's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, i got to think of the right word, though. Today's something takes. So it'll come up. Uh, again, somebody's suggestion out there. The suggestion box is open, and today has to approve it first, though, for me to put it on there, because I'm not going to just throw something on there that he might not be like, eh, you know, he might not be all into it. So let that uh, happen as, it, as such. Um, the other line to get, the other way to get on the show, if you're international, international, there's two ways. There's the call now button, simple as hack. He get in through Facebook Messenger, treat it the same way as a phone call. It goes right through the phone line through Facebook Messenger, which is free as, you know what, free is another word. Um, so the final way is the auto submission route, with uh, which uh, Dave Martin on Pro Mafia and Tanae have used in the past and will use again. That's where you use your free recording uh, application on your smart device of any type. Smart device of any type. Heck, even an Xbox can do it, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> I don't know if I recommend that route, though. That might be a little bit too much screwing around. Uh, you just record that. Same deal. One to three minutes. Uh, and send it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description. And before we finally get to Facebook, I will also give a shout-out to Flips Army. Flips Army on Facebook. That is another Timberwolves' uh, page on Facebook. Lots of interaction in there. Fun in-game conversation and after-game conversation, whatever it is. Trevor Wicker and kind enough to allow me to post a link to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. And, yep, so I, the least I could do is shout-out to him on this show and encourage you to join that page, which many of you who know about this show, have joined that page. So, very cool. And thanks to those of you that have joined this show from that page. God bless. Let's roll here. Let's roll. Uh, lots of, lots and little here. Um, The most recent show, nothing, no comments on that one. And then I post the, the old logo on Monday, this past Monday, the Timberwolves uh, first, <laughs> first decided the name Timberwolves at the time. And then here it was. Uh, just the logo came out and everything. The, the, the name was officially selected by the team, the Timberwolves. And there's the logo and everything. The green layer around the basketball with blue and gray. And then that classic Wolves look, which today, you know, it's timeless. It's not, you know, as much as I love the 80s, it's not just totally 80s. That could be any generation, that, that wolf there. That wolf could be from the 70s. It could be from the 50s. It could be from 2025. 2035. It doesn't matter. It's good. It's good enough for me. And that nice little curse of Minnesota, and then the uh, capital 
kind of bold font Timberwolves underneath in blue. Beautiful. Uh, the original Timberwolves logo, and it generated 44 shares. Holy cow. 44. I did not know this. Oh, no, it didn't. That, that wasn't me. That's from uh, Fox Sports North. That's not me sharing it that many times, is it? It can't be. Oh, my God. I think it is. <laughs> 44 shares? Uh, okay. I've never seen. Wow. Well, thank you, those of you that shared. Holy smokes. I, I, I can't believe it. Um, where's, like, uh, Tanay and all them, though? What's going on? Um... Oh my God, I didn't know that that many, but uh, okay, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I want to get to some of these posts here. Where, hmm, I had a couple of new joins too. Thank you very much for those of you out there. Uh, published posts in Timberwolves Explosion. Look, I'm in a photo I shared. Yes, let's get to those. Okay, yeah, that was the Fox Sports North one. Okay, yeah, I didn't think it would have 44 shares. That was FSN. Now we'll get to Timberwolves Explosion. This is a little bit more realistic to hear it. <laughs> Danae out of New Zealand says that's my favorite logo that the franchise has had, along with the original uniforms. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Vince says, great logo, Joey. Should use it for TE. And yes, uh, I might talk with uh, uh, Mr. Uh, I might talk with Dylan Richardson a bit about that. Maybe we could put that, get something like that with an explosion around in the background. I love it. Um, we'll see how things go with that. Hank, uh, Vince Germano is out of Melbourne, Australia. Hank McCoy out of Sydney, Australia. And, of course, Hank McCoy, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. He says they should totally switch back to the old logo and uniforms. Would be refreshing to have an NBA team with a 90s retro look. Today says a throwback night at the very least. A lot of home games coming up now would be the perfect time. And I agree, big time. Um, and you know how the Hawks, they could also go with maybe you bring back the logo and like a modernized kind of, the you know, if you have to go modern a little bit, I say you could just bring back the old uniforms. You know, like Utah is pretty much done. Basically, the old logo, old uniforms, and they used to wear green back in the day. Um, or like the Hawks, you bring, bring back the uh, the old logo, and you bring back the color scheme and, and modernize a little bit. I don't know. Um, that wouldn't kill me. Uh, like blue with green again, that old blue, which I liked more than the new. I don't like the new stuff that much. It's kind of boring, especially the black jerseys. They're boring boring. Um, I was saying many years ago, I would have thought we should not use this logo because of how horrible the team was during those first six years, but without a doubt, this is absolutely the best logo, the best color scheme, and a timeless design that deserves to be brought back permanently again. You could say it would be like how the Atlanta Hawks colors and logo from the 80s that they kind of sort of brought back nowadays. And yes, that's what the modern look. Hank was saying, totally, let's start a campaign. Yeah, if he could tell I'm sounding presidential there, can't you? Can't you hang? I'm sounding a little bit presidential there. Uh, <laughs> I was saying I absolutely believe they need to bring it completely back. A lot like the Minnesota Wild need to bring back the Minnesota North Stars color scheme at a bare minimum. It needs to get done. With all my heart and all my soul, I wish so much that I could be the owner of this team. It would be the dream of my life. And to me, it would be. I want to be, you know, there's nothing... There's no bigger dream for me than to be the owner of the Timberwolves, the owner and president of the Timberwolves, literally the guy who can, you know, make decisions on day-to-day actions with the Wolves. I, that is my dream. I would be so happy if I could do that. And I would I would be, to the best of my ability, treat the team well and be fair. And I would not be greedy or stingy at all. But I'd be realistic, too. I'd not be stupid. You don't want to send people to bad contracts and ruin your franchise. So there's a lot of that as well. 
what? Oh, no, no, no. I'm reading something. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Wow. Uh, January 20th. So that was last week. Hmm. Yep, I already read that one. So we continue from Vince Germano. He says, done solid against Denver. And he really was. He did very well in that game. Nine assists and all that. Very strong performance. I was saying him, Shabazz, and Carl really helped us in the evening. Gary Harris almost took it away from us, along with that damn Danilo Gallinari down the stretch. Tene and Vince liking that comment there. Hank getting interesting here. He says, I'm just watching the Wolves Nuggets game. And here's a few th- things so far. If Rubio is traded, and I'd be more than happy for no replacement in the minutes split with Tyus and done. Yeah, yep, exactly. That's what I'm kind of thinking, too. Like, if we could get, like, a Nerlens Noel or something to kind of work with Gorgie, you know, like, one of the, you know, like, you have two of them, two shot-blocking type of power forward center type guys to help things out. And then, you know, if you're not going to play Jordan Hill, then get somebody who you are going to play, you know? I mean, I think Jordan Hill should be playing. Nerlens Noel does have a brighter future right now, and, of course, he's getting minutes with Embiid's bruised uh, knee, so... His knee contusions, as Marcus would say, contusion, that type of thing. Uh, speaking of Marcus, uh, reach and grab. There we go. Uh, let's get to Marcus's comment here right now. Almost forgot. Marcus the forecaster. So he's another guy I want to bring into the show, like, I, like he always was in the past. Um, a, a brief thing. I was asking today that I like, did he like done in the Denver game? And he says, hey, yeah, man, I, I loved it. I can't wait to see him again tonight, both Dunn and Tyus. And, yeah, Rubio did come back against Phoenix at that point. But, yeah, uh, Tyus, though, yeah, I, I like them both very much. And um, I, I think it's a good future. So very related to what Mr. Uh, Hank McCoy had to say there. He saw point number two here in the Denver game. He says, did you know the little, did you notice the little head nod between Coach and Shabazz after Baz ended the first quarter with that floater? That was beautiful. He says, call me crazy, but I think he's he's winning the coach's respect in minutes, thoughts, and I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad has been getting 20-point games and this and that, and he's been, he's been about 57% from three-point range of late. Uh, he has been incredible. Uh, he, he has had a wonderful month. He's, he's, nailing, he, he's nailing the three-point shots like Andrew Wiggins was back in November. Uh, October, November, when Wiggins was leading the league in three-point shooting. Shabazz Muhammad is scorching that net of late, and he and he's attacking the rim, and he's even getting Steven had a nice little steal and dunk in the game last night. It was it was a beautiful thing to watch. Love uh, what Shabazz Muhammad has brought to the table. His his points per game has been climbing, climbing big time, and he does this a lot. But at the same time, you gotta think, you gotta put this into perspective too with Shabazz Muhammad. Now, this goes with everybody else on the team, just about, too, like Gorgi and such. But Shabazz, I think it affects him a lot because the minutes fluctuate so much with him over the course of his four years in this league. Year number one. Year number one, Rick Adelman. Year number two, Flip Saunders. Year number three, Sam Mitchell. Year number four, Tom Thibodeau. Do you notice a trend? Did you notice something there? Yeah. Did you notice a little lack of consistency with who's coaching the team? So, and a guy who's been, yeah, he's been through a lot with uh, different coaches. He's had to win this coach's respect. And he's had to win this coach's respect. And this coach's, and this coach's respect. And he always starts the year off averaging about three points a game in ten minutes. And it's like, man, he sucks. And it was like that this year even more. He looked like he'd put on weight, too. Now he's just, he's great again. Um, 55% from beyond the arc at the moment. 12 games in January, 10, uh, 11.5 points a game. You'd think it was higher, but it's the lack of minutes. 22 a game. He averaged 40%, about 41% in December in 15 games as well, and about 8.5 games a game. So he's been on a steady climb 
during the course of the season. Um, very impressed with Shabazz, Shabizzle, as they say. I don't usually like to say that word, but uh, let's move on. Uh, yep, and somebody responded with... Uh, <laughs> somebody was putting a bot up there and uh, Hank McCoy was saying, nice, nice spam. He was saying that. He was like making fun of the guy. So some, it was some bot out there who wasn't actually part of the show. Um, and yes, I tend to respond to these on the show, which Hank has noticed over the years. And I love these takes from Hank McCoy. They're just awesome. Hank's awesome takes. No. <laughs> think of something there too, possibly. Uh, he says, I think it's safe to say that if there's a franchise player on the squad, it's Towns. And yes, this month he is just taken off. He is taken off. He's averaging about 28 points a game this month. Let's get to let's get to uh, Towns here in a second. Um, he's saying Wiggins could be that guy, but his lack of aggressiveness and inconsistency, which is the capital, all caps for Andrew Wiggins, really takes away from his talent. I told you guys to draft Jabari Parker, LOL. Well, are you sure about that now? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, and I do remember, and I know I remember Marcus liking Jabari more too when the whole Kevin Love stuff was going on, and if the Wolves were to get the number one pick, maybe Jabari Parker might be the better choice. Uh, and, of course, you got the ACL with him, too. It, it's all over the place. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's still up in the air between those two. That being said, is it time to talk about getting the most value and look at trading Wiggins. Whoa, look at you. I'd say it's worth a look. Thoughts? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know? That's a hard one for me. It really is. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time letting go. Uh, it depends on what people are offering. If they blow you away. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to blow you away with. That's my qu- That's my concern, too. Um, Carl this month, I thought the numbers were higher, but it was the last like eight games or so. He's averaging 28 points over the course of the month because he had a couple of quieter games. He's averaging just under 25 points, 13 rebounds a game, and even almost four assists a game. I wish the shot, well, yeah, the shot blocking is one and a half, so I'm not complaining. It's the steals, 0.9. That's that's not bad. Um, Usually centers don't get as many steals as blocks. Uh, Still would like to see the block total go up, though. Uh, One and a half is good, but I think he could be two and a half. And I think that's uh, I think that's very possible. A guy of his uh, strength, athleticism, quickness, all that, uh, just overall talent. Carl Anthony Towns coming into the league was looked on as a defensive stud. Andrew Wiggins coming into the league was looked on as a def- uh, as a defensive stud. What are they? They're offensive players to this point. So, hmm. As for trading Wiggins, eh, I don't know. Damn it, I don't know. I, I'm not ready. I'll, I'll just say it's worth a look in terms of. It would be, you know, if you can somehow back-channel what people would give up without it getting out. And I mean without it getting out as, as best possible. I mean, keep things as freaking low-key as possible so rumors don't get out. Like Rubio, it just got all over the place. I mean, low-key as blankety-blank. Then maybe, maybe uh, back-channel a little bit, look to see what the thought process is out there. And if we're talking like Rudy Gay type people, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think he would be undervalued right now for uh, uh, unless somebody out there is just blown away by him and they'd offer the moon. I I don't know though. Like Giannis, you know, I don't think I don't think the Bucks would offer us Giannis for him. I'm just gonna hmm. I'm just gonna kind of I'm, I'm gonna kind of sit back and wait on that one, but that's what I would do if just just back channel, see what people are see what people are thinking. That's my thought process there. Does, does that sound like a is that is that a good enough answer? I I hope uh, that's kind of where I lean right now. Jabari, for the record, is averaging 
you know, it's right in front of me. 20 and a half. So he's still at 20 and a half a game, six rebounds. I mean, it's not bad or anything. He's playing closer to his potential. Nice field goal percentage, nice three-point percentage, about 39. So, yeah, he's he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. Three assists also to go along with his six rebounds and such. He's not a bad player. Uh, he's, he's uh, At the same time, you got Giannis. He's like the Carl Anthony Towns of the Bucks right now. Big-time franchise type player who was in between uh, Shabazz and uh, Gorgie. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bite my lip on that one. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, Hank says, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This team needs to learn how to play together. Everyone's playing for themselves. Yep, especially in the fourth. Coach Tibbs, Thibs, Coach Tibbs certainly didn't cause all those turnovers. And Wiggins looks uninterested at times. Lucky win. That was against the Nuggets. That was a mess. That Nuggets game was a mess, and that's absolutely true. Uh, I'm thanking God. Carl Anthony Towns kind of took charge there at the end. There is a lot of, with Andrew and Zach especially, there's a lot of, okay, I got the ball now. Now it's my turn. Okay, now it's my turn. Okay, turn, turn, fade away. Oh, it missed. Okay, turn, fade away. Ah, I went in. Okay, let's see. Dribble, dribble, three-pointer. Ah, three-pointer. Ah, and yeah, it does seem like that. You don't see a whole lot of team play. I hope it develops over the course of time. You're seeing some of it now. I mean, it's not that bad. It's getting better, and Shabazz Muhammad has definitely been the recipient of some beautiful passing from several players on this team, like Dunn, like Rubio, especially Carl, though, Andrew, and and Gorgie Zhang. With the, he's starting to develop a little bit of that, that. He's got a little Kevin Love in him with uh, the, the outlet pass. He's starting to develop a nice outlet pass. It's not perfect, but it's getting better. It really is. Uh, Joseph Phillips says, any chance the Wolves might try to talk to Utah about Donna Exum? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot out of Exum really. It's not, I have nothing against him, but I, I don't know about. I, I don't know about him. I haven't been impressed with him so far. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not really impressed with Exum thus far. Uh, right now, I I don't think they will. I mean, I think they're kind of set with the young guys already. That's partially also. I think they're set with the young guys in this club. At the moment, so I'm not too. I'm not really thinking about that one right now. So I'll, I'll just say I doubt it. And, and of course, I'm not poo-pooing what you're saying at all. Um, he's probably yeah. I, I think he's miscast a bit there in Utah. I, I do think that that's part of it. But I don't think this is. I, I don't think that's a right fit right now for the Wolves with the direction of the team. When you already have two young point guards that I, I think both deserve to play. So I would say no right now. Uh, Joseph Phillips wrapping up the show saying, what percentage of a game is Thibodeau not yelling at the players? And what percentage of the game is that yelling actually effective? Effective. My answer is 3% to the not yelling and 35% that it's actually effective. You know, once in a while, he might try to get people to attack or whatever. He's yelling attack to Andrew Wiggins. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, that type of thing. <laughs> yes, it is kind of a bit much, isn't it? Um, eventually, Thibodeau's going to have to relax a little bit. But partially, that's kind of who he is, too. And luckily, I think the players are adjusting to it a little better than they were early on. I mean, I was worried about that because I remember Chauncey Billups in the past complaining about uh, when, when he was with the Boston Celtics way, way back in the day when Rick Pitino was the coach. Yes, that Rick, not Richard, but Rick Pitino was the coach of the Celtics for that brief time and he made all that money and he drafted Chauncey Billups. And... Chauncey complained of it's hard to run an offense when your when your coach is screaming on instructions every single time down the floor, and he struggled there, and it didn't take long that he got traded to the Toronto Raptors. 
Um, so that did worry me a little bit. Yes, it really did. Um, it seems like Thibodeau is more patient than it seems. Like, you see his facial reactions and everything, and he looks like he wants to just cry half the game, like the, the frustration with the young mistakes and this and that, and not listening, this and that. But it seems like the team likes Tom Thibodeau more than we may assume at this point. I do agree, though, that the yelling doesn't seem to be... It's not the best thing. It's not necessary. But it seems like the players are okay with it so far. They're kind of like accepting of it, we'll say, accepting of it. Um, And that's about it, I guess. Uh, The team is starting to respond to him in a good way. The defense is improving uh, and such. The yelling kind of is part of who he is, I suppose. And I, I hope it doesn't become a shelf life type of thing. Where they used to say Stan Van Gundy had a shelf life. And other you know other coaches have a shelf life like in hockey there's a lot of shelf life coaches in the NHL like John Tortella and you know and, and others uh, Peter Laviolette they say is a uh, you know and you, you guys probably don't know who he is most of you some of you might follow hockey most of you don't that type of thing Donald Exum so far in his career is averaging about six points a game off the bench of Utah five points last year nothing to me stands out uh, he's not a good three-point shooter so far uh, field goal percentage is low assists not standing out much for, for the minutes he plays, I, I'm not that impressed with him. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not impressed with Dante Exum so far. Uh, who knows, though? Maybe one day he'll break through, but so far I'm not impressed with the, with the young guy. He played, he's played every game so far, so good on him there. He stayed healthy, but I'm not sensing he's a spark plug, and I'm not sensing he's a floor general, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing much, and he, it's a lot of turnovers for only 20 minutes a game. He's averaging almost—he's uh, averaging like one and a half turnovers for only 19 minutes a game, huh? Uh, and again, the field goal percentage, three-point percentage—he's not even at 30. I don't know. Uh, I'm—I'm I'm not a big fan of Dante Exum so far, but again, subject could change. I mean, he's drafted high for a reason, and one of these days he'll break through, and you'll be laughing at me saying, "See, Joey, I told you so." And regardless if Exum's playing well or not, the Utah Jazz are, wow, they're playing great. They are playing great right now. They've won, what, how many games? I'm looking at it. Uh, the last 10 games, they've won seven. They're doing very well. Um, so they're, def- they're definitely a playoff team, and there's a reason why the Wolves have struggled against them. 30-18, and 18, and they're leading the division with a bullet right now. Utah Jazz, kind of like the old days with Carl and John Stockton. Carl Malone and John Stockton. So good on them there, leading Oklahoma City right now. All right, enough's enough. Uh, thank you very much for your commentary, Joe Phillips. Boy, I'm dragging this. So thank you so much for talking, Joe Phillips, Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and others, uh, Vince, uh, uh, Tanae Brown. Thank you guys so much for your inclusion with the show. Those of you out there that haven't joined the page, the, the Twitter and all that, please do. I'd really appreciate it. Tell your friends about the show. Give a positive rating on iTunes, and I will give you a nice, happy thank you on the show as soon as, as, soon as I see that, that on there. And uh, just thank you again so much for your loyalty. Again, um, we'll be back next week where the Wells continue their winning ways. 